1: Everybody, welcome back to OzBiz Live from our Brangaroo studios. Lovely to have your company for the next sixty minutes. You've tuned into the call. Ten stocks picked by you. Uh, I put those stocks to our two experts. We do it all in one hour, and we got the A team in on Monday to kick the week off. Gaurav Sodhi from Intelligent Investor and Maitan Somersandara from Deep Data Analytics. Afternoon, chaps. How Afternoon. Are you? I want to get straight into it. We've got so much to talk about, particularly. I'm not doing a stock of the day, I'm doing a commodity of the day. Mm. Uh, stocks we are going to look at in this half hour, Enserada, Adriatic Metals, Global International, Sierra Resources and Intertech Pivot. But stock of the day, oil. After uh, OPEC came out, Saudi Arabia will make a deep cut to its output in July on top of a, a broader OPEC plus deal to limit supply into 2024 as the uh, group seeks to uh, boost flagging oil prices. That means boosting their profits. Uh, mm-hmm. Saudi's energy ministry said the country's output would drop to nine million barrels a day in July from 10 in May, uh, the biggest reduction in years. Uh, he said, this is a Saudi lollipop. We want to ice the cake. We always want to add suspense. We don't want people to try to predict what we do. This market needs stabilisation. He said he'd warned all the short sellers a while ago. But it's not just Saudi Arabia. Um, Iraq is uh, uh, extending its $211,000 barrel a day cut. Russia is going to extend its voluntary production cuts till 2024. Um, OPEC agrees to new production target of 40 million uh, barrels a day. mathan uh, so early we don't want to, want to give compliments uh, in the hour. Uh, you've been talking about this for a while, haven't yeah. you, that OPEC had to move, yeah. don't be despondent about the falling oil price.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, look, it's self-interest, that's all I, I look at. That's the most proven track record and it's in their self-interest. Yeah. Most of those countries have nothing other than oil revenue to drive the economy and most of the economy depends on government funding. So. Um, they need generally around 90 to make it all balanced for most of them. Some of them actually need it even higher. Right. Uh, so in that
1: context... So 90 US barrels is their sweet spot. Yeah. Uh, 90 US dollars a barrel.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's where they... Um, obviously, when they put a cut back on production, that's going to affect them as well. So they probably yep. needed higher than that to make yep. it all add up. So in that context, they can't live with lower oil price. Right. It's going to hurt them. And this, we're in an environment where high inflation means they need to... Provide more support for their economy,
1: and they don't have any other way yeah. to earn their money. And they're building this massive city in Saudi Arabia as well. They've got yeah, brands, have they? But 1000000000s <laughs> I've got a relative who's sort of working on it. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's it's another it's, like an an sci- sci- c- it's a
0: sci-fi yeah, you know yeah. real reality. Yeah, uh, yeah vertical city uh, yeah. going through. Uh, yeah, it's it's freaky. Uh, but look, we're in a world where we're doing a lot yeah. of things that uh,
1: outside. So product- oil price heading back to ninety.
0: Uh, Look, I think they, well, it comes down to what happens everywhere else as well. Do we get demand picking up gradually, uh, which is what you would expect? Um, And are we going to have a recession, which means demand comes off, all of these things people are trying to price in. Um, And on the back of that, for these guys, they need to keep, I mean, when they say stabilize price, it just means higher price. It's like when China says, I'm stabilizing commodity, this means lower price. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's in their interest. Um, what can they do? Well, they will react and US has already flagged that they're going to buy back their strategic reserve in July. I just go, if you're doing that, why do you announce it? Why you announce it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, do it after So they've run it down, yeah, I know. saying we'll there build is. it up. So, so, we'll we'll so they all, these guys are cutting production. US is going to be buying in July, August. Yeah. So yeah, there is going to be a bit of a uh, play in energy coming through. I th- look, around here, I think that you balance out everything, it should go a bit higher. I think it sits around, probably around the mid to high 80s. Right. Um, I think that's where, because they'll try and get it higher, but I don't think they can do a lot when you've got slowdown globally playing right. out as well. So it's gonna be a tough cycle but I think the downside risk is limited because they'll
1: be forced right. to act. So Karun's your favorite oh, look, it's one? The, has the it's the dominant life. oil play. Any I mean, it's the only
0: oil play. Oh, only. Uh, it's the only oil, real oil play. I mean, let's try LNGs. Um, and the LNGs are linked to what's happening in Asian industry production, which is weak. So I think it'll take a bit of time <coughs> for that to flow through. Uh, we need to see a bit of recovery in that, uh, in that cycle to, for that to play out. For me, Karun has exploration upside, um, it doesn't have the local uncertainty with uh, right. tax issues as well. I mean, they've got their Brazilian mm-hmm. tax issues, uh, but they've got a bit of a kicker there, and it's it's probably the cleanest. So not plan. for Woodside,
1: Santos, oh. any of that?
0: Not at the moment. Right. I think it is... Uh, well, I am keeping an eye on the whole play because I think, this again, in some of these resources, I am looking at it, but you are in a recession-type cycle. Whether it's a recession or not, it's not what I'm c- caring about. It's a slowdown. Yeah. We're, we're seeing that slowdown, and it's, it's going to mm-hmm. get more. So they will be affected. And for me, Karun, because of the clean play on the oil, um, it reacts much okay. better so it holds up a lot better.
1: Go what's our house view on your view on uh, on oil at the moment? is it is this hmm. sort of the end of falling oil prices and a, uh, a, a really soft energy market?
2: I'm far more skeptical about OPEC as an organization than I think most people. I would put OPEC up there with the ioc and fifa as <laughs>
0: an opec three it.
2: of the most useless corrupt ineffective organizations in the well, world i i, I can oh. put a co- correlation there yeah. two of them are mainly funded by the third one so yeah oh. yeah, yeah, yeah interesting interesting yeah. but um look i'm not just trying to be flippant i mean no. I, I i genuinely think the impact of opec is 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 extraordinarily overemphasised, and that's because when you, when you think about it, do we really believe that even at 70 or at $90 oil prices, are these countries who, as you say, they have nothing else, they have no other means of, of, currency, uh, of, of generating currency other than exporting oil, are they going to be cutting back on their volumes? I, I just don't believe any of these targets. None of these targets are mm. verifiable. In yeah. the 70s and 80s, um, Saudi Arabia used to keep excess capacity idle. And they used to keep that as a big rifle to all the other OPEC members. And the threat was always, you will abide by these cuts, otherwise we'll flood the market and we'll make oil $20 and no one will make money except us. And that was always the stick that made OPEC work. But over the last 20 years, idle capacity in Saudi Arabia has diminished to zero. The stick has gone. There is no way to verify production cuts. If you think Iraq, impoverished Iraq, impoverished Iran, any opec member is cutting back on on capacity at 70 or or 80 or 90 or any amount of money you're you're absolutely dreaming there is no way that there these cuts are real this is a marketing exercise writ large designed to influence um the the oil market in particular move the oil futures curve And I don't think it has any more weight other than air. This is air coming out of your mouth and nothing more.
1: Right, so you think it'll stay soft for a while, but...
2: Of course it's going to stay. The the market is telling you there's a recession coming. Commodity prices have now crunched retail stocks. There's bombs going off every week not only in Australia, but all over the world. Um, But
1: we're 5% off highs.
2: I know. I know, I know.
1: (laughs) I think that has more to (laughs) do
2: with the the composition of of the market um, than it does with with what's going on. Um, Actually,
0: some of that is pure tech play. Yeah. So the last week's inflow into techs was historical high. We're talking about Australian m- tax uh, global Australian text, text, global text, US tax yes. right. the yes. inflows were yes. almost like 10-15 years of inflows into one week wow that is some phenomenal amount of data that's gone through there
2: the market is pricing in a recession right now you can see that from quantity prices look at energy of uh, any form of energy be it coal lng oil has collapsed 80 percent from its highs mm. um um, energy across the board has fallen because the copper has fallen. Copper, everyone loves copper. No one, You can't find yeah. a, a bear on copper. It was the new lithium. Um, it was, yeah, everyone's which is a clear saying. sign by it's the way to get <laughs> out of it.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, everyone's bullish on yeah. all these things, but the market's pricing in a cyclical downturn. And um, I just don't think we're going to see oil in triple figures while there's a, a, all these cyclical problems happening.
0: I agree. I, I don't think you're going to get the 100 plus, right? Yeah. Uh, right? Unless there's a dramatic improvement in the economy, which I don't see happening. Um, and you're right, gold has outperformed copper and oil. Yep. When that happens, you yes. know things are not going great, right. But it's it's amazing how much the market has hope that you can just cut rates at relatively <laughs> elevated inflation level. Yep. And so it, yeah, it's kind of a balancing act. Yeah. So for me, I look at this and say, okay, it's a trade as well. So you have to look at what's happening in the tech. If the money is going to come out of these like globally i mean if you look at our market it's all in the top 100. the Mm. outperformance is all in the 100. if you look at the small caps and the micro caps Mm. they're in recession cycle they're down 20 30 percent yeah where the large caps are the good ones are down
2: 20 or 30 percent yeah i know (laughs) Uh,
0: and Mm. so the large caps are basically only down five percent ten percent at best so if you look at that cycle and say okay how is that possible well either we're in a bull market which means small caps have to shoot the lights out Mm. yeah or we're in a recession, which means large caps cannot hold their earnings, which means they'll fall. So in the risk return, it kind of works that small caps should mm-hmm. be a better bet. Similarly, for me, it's kind of come to the the concept of, okay, if the market is playing, whether it's a recession or not, can we get, get out of it uh, soft landing, which I doubt. But if it is that, the energy actually plays quite well. Because even if you're not doing construction, if you're not doing anything, the basics of energy and food you cannot get away mm. Mm. so for me energy is a good trade here because you're pricing in a fair amount of recovery cycle in the text. if that doesn't play then energy You'd should hedge. benefit right if that does play then
2: energy should catch up because the economy should recover okay. I think it's even simpler than that um, the energy production has lagged energy requirements for the last decade and um, you know, it's it's interesting that we are the markets pricing in a recession. Yet oil is seventy bucks, coal is mm-hmm. one hundred and thirty bucks, mm-hmm. yep. gas is admittedly quite low. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but these sort of levels used to be boom time prices. I right. mean, oil in recessionary mm-hmm. times used to get down to to 50, 40, yeah, yeah, even lower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, it's, yeah. it. I think the, the, the curve has changed. Mm. There is a structural change in energy right. prices, um, and that should bode well when the cycle turns again. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wouldn't be rushing out. I wouldn't be rushing out to buy energy stocks. Right now, but keep. I, I would keep in mind that I think we're in, in for a period of heightened profitability for all energy producers across the board for a number of years until we can solve this supply problem.
1: Right. Okay. So don't get too carried away with OPEC. Yes. Don't rush right. into your woods. Don't you get carried. You can you can safely also.
2: ignore OPEC. They right. have nothing to do with oil okay. prices. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Let's get into the stocks that you want us to take a look at. And uh, first up, Paul wants a view on. Ansarada, Paul says, seems like it's been smashed by the small cap tech collapse, but has plenty of cash, self-sustaining cash flows and a really nice growing revenue base, according to call mm. them. Uh, Paul. Of course, it's in uh, cloud based software in um, uh, critical
2: management solutions, mergers. May I just say before we begin that this collection of stocks we're looking at today, probably the most interesting collection uh, I've seen on the call so far. Oh, that's um,
1: interesting.
2: Every one, I, w- I was surprised and delighted pretty much, except one glary exception, which you will hear about in <laughs> a while, <Nathan. laughs> <laughs> you know I'll just jump in, about. just yeah. something I wanted yeah. to
0: put it out there. Mm. Interesting that they're all small micro-caps. There's no large caps, right? Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: Would you believe? Well, it yeah fairly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But would you believe that we are actually seeing small mm. caps and micro caps outperform large caps? What, right. really? Right. Yeah, that started in the last couple of months, over 12 months, okay. but really? that cycle has bottomed. I can tell
2: you that's not the way the portfolio is looking. That's right, uh, yeah. it's yeah. not, it's not, yeah. right. yeah. right. but we're yeah. the
0: early stage of this. Yeah. Now, the reason being is that the large caps are pretty much near the peak. Mm. The small caps have been smashed, right, right, for a recession. So again, similar to what we were talking about energy and all of those things, your risk returning the small caps is improving, and so the outperformance is not there in the large caps. Yes, mm. it's better risk return. So people are starting to take some money off the large caps and put it into small mm. caps. And okay. the good ones with the positive result, and we've seen a number of services plays, they are moving hard because money is chasing the guy who's doing well. So okay. small caps
1: are interesting now. So you, even in a if bad market, you can market, make it back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which Engrado looks at. And like well, it does
2: I think this is this is a good place to start in small caps as well. Yeah. Um this is the kind of company I think we ought to be interested in. Um, I looked at this when it was uh, maybe 2x, maybe more than 2x the price, and I thought, interesting business, but the price is all wrong. And so we, we stopped right there. But with the price coming all the way back, this is an 85 million market cap business. And, and what it does is it makes software for um, uh, for deal flow, so the uh, the classic example is is a takeover or a merger where there's lots of different professional parties having access to the same data, and all that data right. is sensitive. So, so they run data rooms. They run data rooms. That's, that. that's right. a great way to it. Yes, yes, right. that's right. Okay. Um, digital data rooms. Ah. Uh, now okay. the the criticism of that model, I think, from the very beginning, was that this can be very cyclical and and deal dependent. And what they're trying to do is trying to get a subscription based service happening. So. Um, companies that often do deals will will pay um, recurring revenues to get access to the data right. rooms. I don't know if that's going to happen. I still think this looks like a very cyclical kind of um, uh, when there's lots of deals, lots of revenue comes in, and when the deals fall off, companies stop paying their their subscriptions, and you fall back back again. But despite that, um, there's evidence of some really strong economics here, and I point to the 90% plus gross margins, which is very high, even for a software wow. business. These are great margins it's not translating down to the bottom line because they're spending about 50% of their revenues on product development at the moment, which um, this product has been out for a while, the company's been around for a while. I I, I mean, my guess would be that that there's a fair bit of discretion in that spend. And um, I think if they wanted to, they could report better numbers. But so far, I think that seems to be the right choice. Um, There's a lot of insider ownership here. Um, and I've heard the CEO present and speak numerous times. I think he's he's quite impressive, and I've been and I like the entrepreneurialism on display in this business. I think this is a a interesting speculative buy. Um, mm. It's speculative because I, I think the um, there's cyclicality to come, which might hurt the business um, right. in, a, in a recession. Yeah, and obviously they're not profitable yet. But the the metrics that we can see are showing that there is a there's a decent business being built here. And for the patient, I think you can start building mm. a small position. Okay. Well. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I mean, it's actually good to hear his view on this one because
0: uh, I was checking through it. Mm. That sound okay. so
1: surprised.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Not always. Not um, always. Look, I, I am actually starting to look at some of these beaten up sectors right. and especially in the tech space. Um, not carried carrying away carried away with what's happening in the US. So that's more index yeah, play. but here,
1: yeah. Wise Tech zero. Yeah, yeah. so Our friends at yeah, fifteen so now. So out the good, the good is getting tech one. technology.
0: Tech one. You know, the, all the outperformers are getting seriously outperforming everyone mm. else, and so that's where you got to think of where it plays out. I think that's because of the sentiment of what's playing in the US. that's playing out right globally. Um, So, I'm not getting carried away, but I'll put a few on the other side of the argument just so that we can balance it out. Okay, it's got a couple of brokers covering it. The last broker research that came out was late last year. Mm. There hasn't been a report on it. I mean, I can, Mm. you know, call me cynic, but I guess they're churning out cash, so they don't really need to raise money. That's what I would interpret. Yeah. So, there was a. The last update was a cut in target price, a Mm. decent cut. So that was one negative flag.
2: I bet that happened after the share price fell a long way, though.
0: uh, Pretty much. The the update (laughs) came out and everyone
2: knew it was going to happen.
0: And we've seen um, a cut in subscribers. Hmm. So that's been the negative on a like-for-like basis, right? But I think one should
2: expect that in this kind of business. When deal flow is is falling away, that's And I agree. I mean, it's a
0: bit like ASX, right? Um, At the moment, because of the similar kind of thematic, it's being beaten up. Um, I actually like ASIC. So that's why I think this is an interesting story. Mm. I think you've got to be careful in the short term because the thematic might be weak for a bit longer. Yeah, yep, great. Um, and, and you know, hmm. brokers, fund managers, everyone is basically out there going to lunch at Macos at the moment because yeah. there's nothing happening, right, yeah. <laughs> especially <laughs> brokers. Um, so in that scenario, I think this will struggle in the short term. But it is an interesting stock and I think it's in the right space but the cycle might be down for a bit longer, so you've got time. Right. But I'll be keeping this on the list and keeping an eye on it. But in the short term, I suspect you're probably going to get another weaker report. Right. And brokers are not going to publish because right. they're not going so to be
2: Show
1: the watch money. list. Put it on that. You like ASX. I like ASX. It's, I've, I've interviewed Helen Lofthouse for the Stockbrokers Conference last week. She's really impressive. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I sure. look, picked up, uh, well, I didn't, I think, you uh, um, commented a few months ago, it was a pile of shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't use those words when I was talking sounds to Sounds like my I words. Said, <laughs> you've inherited mm. some, you know... Interesting, interesting. model. <laughs> <to turn, laughs> nice. ...to turn around. Yeah. But she was really good.
2: Yeah, okay. Look,
0: I think, I think it's an interesting model because, all said and done, it's uh, utility, right? Yeah. And it's kind of a reverse... It's non-correlated to the usual market. Mm. When markets go pear-shaped... You get a lot of turnover yeah. you get a lot of selling and then the yeah. ipo cycle comes back and it really turns this is what for me it's kind of like asx 60 to 90 bucks when you're 60 to 70 you buy it and it's a defensive player and
1: yeah, people don't okay. realize and then right. when it gets to 80 to 90 you sell it because people get already excited okay uh next i'll take a look at martin wants a view on adriatic metals uh, martin says i wonder why it's so cheap with production so near mm. Um, getting into production, not necessarily the mines, which are in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Um, Nathan, yeah, um,
0: yeah. So we, I think we've discussed that you always have risk in European mining. Yes, European
2: mining, yes. Yeah,
0: always. Yep. And I've been in a number of them, watching they're going, "It'll happen, it'll happen." And my hair's gone grey, and still mm. hasn't happened. So it can take longer than what you think. Um, and I guess there's a certain amount of optimism out of Commodities coming off as well. We've had that run in late last year. Um, that was the mm. uh, blow off top when everyone was already excited by China. Now that's unwinding a bit. So that's number two. And the market is looking for safety, it's looking for large gaps. Right. Like the biggest factor in the US market is size, not even profitability. They're just mm-hmm. going for big is better. Gee, uh,
1: but Martin's saying, uh, why is it so cheap? You look at that chart. It's, mate, not it's, cheap. A, it's, it's, it's done not, pretty well for you, mate. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's,
0: it's done really well. Uh, I mean, when you're looking at commodities, um, you know, most of them are still holding up relatively well, yeah. um, and I think it's done okay. Um, and the, the trick here is, you, you this is probably the time to be in when you're going into production. I mean, I. I it, the risk is of course if something goes wrong and yeah. and geez, we've seen some stocks where when production gets into trouble early yeah, you know, then it just bashed. goes yeah. yeah they just go bye bye so in the shorter term my view always is you you know when the optimism comes in you run it up and then you get out you wait for the first production to go through right. because if they actually get it out and running yep. then you st- you know that they're so running
1: Martin a hold I think it's a hold. hold we've had a good run yeah you put, anyone new go into it
0: I wouldn't put fresh money in it right now. I'm not going into explorers, um, yeah. especially that close to production. If something goes wrong, you get hammered. So I'm just going to wait and see how okay. they go. I
2: right. can see where, where Martin's coming from. To me, this looks pretty cheap as well, actually. I know the share price hasn't fallen very much, mm-hmm. but the deposit is is really good. I mean, the geology is um, fantastic. This mm-hmm. is mostly a silver mine, but you get the typical silver buy of of lead um, and and zinc and a little bit of copper, I think, is thrown in there as well. But these mines historically, like that kind of that kind of geology, has generally produced really really good outcomes. Um, the capex costs were shockingly low. I was very surprised. Before I, I look at a mine, I try and think about it in my head, okay, I've seen this before. How much would it cost? I'd estimated two x um, the actual capex cost on this, and they've somehow got it got it going for about two hundred million dollars. I thought. Maybe four to five hundred million dollars to get this thing going so it's a um it's probably got to do with where they are and um that also explains why the 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 share price looks so cheap as well it's it's mining in in bosnia where there's not really a history of mining um the the mining code hasn't been tested and i think it's appropriate that there be a a rather large discount for all of that um, because we've seen before when when you're mining in in a Unknown jurisdiction or risky jurisdiction. Yeah, you can wake up one morning and the government just says, "Oh, we've, we'll, we'll take some of that," or the taxes mm-hmm. go up, or the, the the mine can be taken from you altogether. There's a lot of risk associated between the fixed asset like a mine, especially one that looks as good as this, and especially one that starts making money. Um, the the large Codelco is the largest copper mine in Ch- in the world and operates out of Chile. That thing makes so much money that every interested stakeholder and party just launches into it and viciously tries to take chunks out of it. It's nowhere near as profitable as it should be right. because it is so attractive that every every stakeholder wants their, their, their pound of flesh. And I, I think it's, it's appropriate that there should be a large discount um, uh, to Adriatic uh, before it starts it, production. Now, production should start maybe late this year or early next year. They're very close to finishing up. We might see a little bit of heightened CapEx in, in this kind of inflation envi- environment. But really, I would certainly be holding through this. And if there's any further weakness, mm. I think this is still a buy. I can easily see this as a $2 billion okay. deposit. And this is only a 800-odd million market cap. This is probably another double to come if they do everything they're supposed so to do. So hold if you're in it and maybe... And, and maybe a nibble if right. we don't have okay. any still given
0: that yeah. gold and silver have come off yeah. in recent times that's yeah. probably another thing that's playing into mm-hmm. it yeah. so if that although this know. is such this is and
2: the, the the cost of extraction is remarkably low here I mean I don't think prices matter at all they, mm-hmm. they will be profitable at almost any conceivable price this is one of the lowest cost producers going can, I, think, I
0: actually think yeah. gold and silver will go higher
2: yeah right oh. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this yeah. is a really interesting play this, um, this should be put aside put next to okay. sort of South 32 as your in diverse oh, right.
1: Okay, I will put that on the watch list. Um, next one: on resources. So, um, we'll some really about. good questions associated with the stocks today. Yes, uh, Michael wants to be on Globe mm. International, saying, "I know it's a liquid; it's in the valuation mm. doghouse with many other uh, discretionary retail businesses, but it's founder-owned and led. Is this a buying opportunity?" Of course, Globe. Uh, in the youth footwear and apparel business but also has quite a decent um, workwear business as well that seems to go under the radar a bit
2: it does yes as, as you know Kosha I've, I've held globe for a long time yep. um, i've written it up and written it down <laughs> and i agree i actually think this is a, 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 a really high quality retailer not even yeah. a retail it's an owner of brands because yeah. um, it started out as owning the globe brand and then it distributed um, other brands and of the last few years, it's been incubating a whole series of its own brands. And it's learned from the, from, from that, um, how to market online brands, how to create brands from scratch and how to nurture them. The one hit they had, which explains that huge share price rise was Impala skates, which right. went absolutely bonkers during yes. COVID, it became a global yeah. phenomenon. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's, that's come off now, but you still left with a nice profitable little skating business that didn't exist five years ago. Right. And I think that's absent from the share price. The biggest chunk of value here is FXD, which is a, a workwear brand. Tremendously successful and profitable in Australia. I think if you were to separate out the, um, the actual segments and brands here, the FXD would cover the share price alone. And you've got a whole other bunch of interesting stuff happening. FXD is currently rolling out in the US where they're doing it right. slowly and carefully. That there's three brothers who have stock in this business. Two brothers kind of own it. One brother is a CEO and uh, I think a wonderful CEO. Mm. You can never get him on the phone. You can never speak to him. Doesn't do interviews, which I kind of like actually. Um, But I think this is a business run with care, um, intelligently run, and it's got a lot of potential. They're going to go through, um, they're going to have a bad full year result, I think a really bad result. I would wait for that, (laughs) and after that's washed through, I think this is a a great hold hold stock, um, buy and hold for many, many years. That's my strategy with it. When it listed, this was a billion-dollar business, and I think it just listed at a time where the brand was hot and management was immature, and I think they've now learned how to run this business really well, and they've got a better collection of brands than they mm. ever have. Okay. Good
0: rep. Nathan? Yeah. No, he's been uh, seeing this one for a while. Yeah. So and I so, the dividends are fantastic. Yeah. As well. so uh, you I, don't, sit I don't disagree. It, yeah. I think the, the it's almost like a platform retailer. So it, yeah. it builds its own brands and then uh, they're all on selling. So it's, it's a pretty good strategy. Management's got a track record of doing that. Um, the cycle is against them. I mean, any retailer out there, uh, everyone's struggling, right? Yeah. So it's not really a surprise. Um, It is one where I think for a retail investor. It's a it's a really good one And and Mm. I think the timing what you said is exactly right for retail overall You wait for the July August reporting season. It's gonna be ugly. Yeah, everyone knows it's ugly But it's gonna be ugly and the market's not gonna care It'll sell it down probably on the result as well now the interesting part is I think that's opens up an opportunity now Where we are right now? We've got tax loss selling so all these underperforming stocks are gonna get pumped again, so there is a likelihood that you might see a bounce in the back half of June. So you generally, it's around right the middle of June. You see the bottom of tax loss selling. So you might get a bounce, and then going into the results season, you'll probably get another bit of a selling because it's going to be an ugly result. That, I would think, would be pretty close to the bottom um, because this sector has already been smashed. So that's probably the time to look at it. And also, it'll also give us a view of what management is doing because it's going to be a tough cycle. What are they doing to turn it around? So I will wait for the result to move into it.
1: But you're impressed with the business? It's a
0: top business. I think this is one of the retailers I want to be in when the cycle turns.
1: Okay. All right. Peter wants a view on uh, Maithan Syrah resources. Mm. Pete says the only vertically integrated natural graphite active anode material producer (laughs) of scale outside of China. Peak's pumping it up, <laughs> yeah. um, of course, has uh, the graphite mine in Mozambique uh, has a processing plant in Louisiana in the states. Uh, you know, used to be the term. Are you serious?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, look, it's it, look. We've been through this graphite play a number of times. Yeah, I, I think. Look, the, the thematic still plays. Um, it is a big player. I think it's worthwhile. Um, you've had recently with the. Um, sovereign risk play into this as well. And that's probably weighing mm-hmm. on the stock mm-hmm. as well. Um, most uh, EV commodities have come off as well. So there's a number of things playing into it. Um, yeah, this is this is kind of these kind of stocks are not for the faint-hearted. Right. And you want to trade them when they turn around, and it's had a, a decent turnaround. Yeah. Um, so we've run what uh, November we were 270, and we're now 90 cents. Um, so you've had a, a decent run down. I think it's big enough and it's going to play a part in the future that you hold it now. You've taken the pain. Uh, Fresh money into it. Yeah, I think it it is a bit like we don't really see the commodity space at the moment holding up because it's a currency play. U.S. dollar is rising on market risk. Recession worries. Most of the demand will probably weaken. So these are going to be soft for a period of time. So I think you've got time. And if we remain... It looks like most central banks don't really want to do the hard work, right? They're just going to let this simmer debt by 1,000 cards. The economy weakens gradually. So this is going to drag on. So that means you've probably got till the July, August reporting season. You get an update from management. You get a bit of a flag right. of where the numbers are and then move on. So okay. I'm not in a rush to buy it. But mm-hmm. if you are already been there, hold on. hold
1: on.
2: This is yeah. a hard one. I find it difficult to um, to to recommend something with CIRA because the mine itself, the resource is astonishing. It is is by far the largest graphite resource in the world, by far the most attractive natural deposit you'll find. Um, Even inside China, I'm not aware of a better mine than this, but it sits in Mozambique which is, um, which is a problem. <laughs> they've had so many issues already. They've had issues with, I think workers um, commandeered the mine at some stage. They've had a whole heap of government trouble. And that's before you get to the infrastructure constraints and the legal problems that you typically get in these um, places as well. So th- this, this deserves, it's only a 600 million market cap, which actually sounds quite cheap for a mine of this scale. And um, they've mm. also got the integrated um, processing over in the US, um, which I, I can't remember how far they are along, but I think they're pretty close to, to actually finalizing all of that. Um, so all they need really now is their their, their sale agreements in place, and I, I think this this can be quite a profitable uh, business. The amount of production that they're ripping out of um, the the mine in Mozambique at the moment, it's a fraction of that total deposit. There is plenty of graphite here. and um, Look, it, it, it's, I'm going to go hold, um, because I, I think the, the risks here are actually um, just really, really high. And, and graphite in particular, the market is dominated by China. There's an, a large artificial graphite um, industry in China as well, and that competes with natural graphite. I know everyone thinks that the anode production is a huge It is a huge deal. You need lots and lots of graphite but there is already a decent amount of graphite manufacturing capability in the world. And it's probably not my favorite place to be in the EV space. There's probably a, a, another one we're about, gonna talk about later in, this, in the show where I'd rather take a punt okay. on that and take a punt on this. So I'll, I'll, I'll say a hold, I can see why you'd own it. There's it's a wonderful um, geological resource. I, I just think things get very, very hard after you dig it up um, because yep. of where it is. Okay. All right,
1: Cash wants a view, mm-hmm.
2: um, grab on InterTech Pivot. I've got uh, my my notes. I said, let me just get this. So I word this absolutely (laughs) correctly. No. (laughs) Yeah, you don't need to know anything more about this. This is is a lousy business. Has been for years. Nathan's been wrong on it for ages. Um, (laughs) And uh, you'll do yourself um, a world of good by going through your entire investment career having never looked at IPL. I would avoid this at almost any price. We just went through one of the greatest ammonium booms in history, and they barely made any money out of it. I mean, I, I, you can't buy this, mate. This is a terrible business. No, avoid, sell, and close the book on it as well.
1: <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty definite, Nathan. I oh, know, I think that's what the market- Do you mar- have a similar view? Uh,
0: no, um, I think that's what the market view is. Um, that's that's it's, the right view. And it's, it's happened through a number of agri-stocks. Um, and I'm, ha- I'm actually on, on the other side, I mean, in the last couple of days, we've had a couple of people come in and become substantial. Um, and I think the ammonia price obviously is sliding and it's taken the share price with it. And then the market, of course, when it's sliding, always thinks it's going to go even further and further down. And that's logical. Um, but the interesting part is, of course, on the flip side, when it is sliding, you're not going to get new players coming into the market. So. The supply side is going to be there um i think the food thematic plays of course the costs have come up and it's hit everyone um and you know recession cycle demand will fade so that's all the things that are working around it's not i'm not saying it's a great business um, yep. it's an ugly business but you get the multiple for the ugly business i think i think it's actually okay um i'll hold i'm not saying go out and buy because i want to see the next update come through um the last one was it actually held up on the result but it wasn't a great result. Um, so I'm not saying it was a uh, top result, which I think some of the, I mean, on, on a like for like I'll probably get Tech Elders uh, because now that the CEO's actually said he's gonna hang around uh, because he got smashed when he said he was gonna leave in a year's yes. time. Mm-hmm. Um, so in in context, that's looking better.
2: Elders oh, is a far better business. Yes, it is, it yeah. is, it is. Right. Um,
0: I mean, it's a far better business than what it was
1: four or five years oh, ago, and it was makes, tra- yeah, it's yeah. trading at the same share price. So, yeah. you know, go But a, a lot of people are watching go, oh, not Elders again. Yeah. Everyone I mean, told me to buy Elders hmm. after the pullback yeah. and-
0: Oh, look, I, I'm, I'm happy to sit through it. I mean, look, we've been wrong, and I'm not saying we've been right. The market is always right, um, so we've been wrong, hmm. but I don't see that what- if they did something wrong that's where right. we worry and they right. didn't
2: do anything wrong so in that context, okay. I, think I think that okay. this deal to split the business we should view this with incredible skepticism because that's happened twice before in the history i mean these yeah. the, these guys can't make their mind up about whether they want the explosives, explosives and fertilizer together or yeah. they want them apart they've done it twice before and then they keep on growing that secondary business and they split it again and grow it again and split it again it's it's very frustrating for shareholders. It shows a lack of clarity by management. And it's a result of, of crappy economics in the business. Itself.
0: I, I have to admit, whenever businesses throw out that I want to split. Yeah. They After they've done it twice yeah, already. There's There's still is. No, uh,
1: no view mm-hmm. or a hold?
0: I think it's a hold. Hold. It's a hold okay. for me. We still hold it. Um, we're waiting for that to turn around. <laughs>
1: okay, let's recap the, uh, the first five stocks. Uh, oil market, don't get too carried away. Uh, but Mathan still likes Kroon as about the only play in the oil market and uh, don't believe everything OPEC says. Uh, Ansarada, a speculative buyer from uh, Gaurav, a watch from Mathan. Adriatic, a hold from both if you're in it. Um, if you're not, uh, Gaurav says it's worth nibbling to get into it. Uh, Globe, good business. A. Uh, in a sector the market is smashing at the moment, wait for their next result to come out, because it'll be bad, and probably mark down again, that could give you an opportunity to buy after that. Sierra, a hold from both, and Intertech, Um probably, uh, <laughs> politely putting a, a no from Gorab, uh, a strong no, extremely strong no from uh, Gorab, and a hold from Nathan. Uh, here on the call, we've been following our own um, Fantasy Portfolio as picked by the Investment Committee, um, the uh, May meeting is on the platform at the moment, but June 1 uh, meeting is up tomorrow. Uh, in May 1% was trend from Macquarie West Farmers Elders, that was added to Wise Tech MA and Cash. Austale was replaced by Kelsey and Group and uh, the fund up 9% at the moment. All right, this half hour, King Rose Mining, Duratech, DGL Group, uh, Renascore Resources, and Vmoto. King Rose Mining, um, Gaurav Christopher says, believe they're searching for the next PGE hit in Scandinavia, good management and good cash balance
2: yes so i used to own kings rose years ago um this used to be a gold mining business actually um and and in in indonesia yes they had found um what's what's known as a vein gold deposit which means they it was you know when when volcanoes explode all the the liquid kind of goes through um, bits of bits of hard rock it eventually cools and leaves all these mineralized deposits and what you have to do you have to go and chase these um, these veins of, of dried up lava <laughs> right. or magma and you have to go chase them um, through the rock and it's quite an artisanal it's an art form really mm. you, you don't really use machinery equipment you get a couple of guys down there and you, you're by hand you're, you're chasing these veins around and you're doing it manually very hard to model You doesn't really use the modern um, production techniques and therefore these kind of deposits often get mispriced because uh. they, they have small resources Uh, But they also have small capital requirements. It's a very simple operation. They're using a silver circuit, sort of 100 years old. They're mining the same way that that people were mining mining about a century ago. And so I I bought into this thing. It was spitting out loads of cash flow. And then one day I woke up and the Indonesian government (laughs) had had said, oh, by the way, we're going to be buying back this... um, this mine from you, and and here's the price we're going to pay. And it was, um, they, they, yeah. Blew up. It, it, the yeah. lesson here was just do not invest in Indonesia. Was was the, yeah. was yeah. was the what I took away from this. And so the management then, um, they've they've got a bit of cash. So it's a forty million dollars. So they've got thirty million bucks. I think there's a there's a bit few more dollars coming from the sale of that mine, Waylingo. So they'll probably have their market cap in cash, um, which in, in a miner means absolutely nothing because they're going to go spend it on exploration. Fortunately, what they're buying um, is actually kind of interesting, except that they're in Norway, um, which, Mm. as Nathan astutely Mm. says, um, European mining is is awful, just always difficult. But geologically, they've found some interesting stuff. They've got Mm. um, a platinum group metal project in Norway, which looks interesting, but I'm surprised they've just cut exploration altogether there. They only spent. Oh, well they spent nothing last quarter um, mm. exploring that even though i think it looked quite promising and instead they've bought a um a cobalt mine um and i'm a bit confused about that strategy they look like that a good looking mine um just um infinitely growing and, and starting up and they abandoned that to go and buy something else maybe opportunistic i don't know um they got funding from bhp actually to go um to go study this mine, so that's promising as well. Look, I think this looks like an interesting little exploration business. They're well-funded, they won't have to come to the market for right. a while, and you might get some some um, good surprises. Um, yeah. I think the viewer's right, the the management has has a good record of, of knowing what they're doing, um, got some interesting looking projects. You could do worse in exploration than buy this. I, I'm happy for someone to hold it, but right. really, at this stage of the, the cycle, there is some interesting stuff going on, and yeah. this is not where I'd be allocating my yeah. capital. But mm. They are, this is an inter- relatively interesting <coughs> idea. So I can see why they're pulled. you, you know. could do worse isn't, yeah.
1: a, isn't a great <laughs>
2: <laughs> recommend you could do it worse it could have been worse
1: uh, Nathan uh, look it, it is an interesting
0: one and yeah we've been through that Indonesian, Indonesian thing Indonesian thing I don't know yeah. how many
2: times I need to learn that lesson uh, Just this, don't invest in Indonesia know. yeah
0: and then uh, there's always but there's always someone comes up with a new one and goes but it's different but it's different, yeah, yeah, it's 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 different. different. yes it's I've heard different. that as know. well never um, never yeah and I always say tell people you know sovereign risk In a bad cycle, you lose your mind, Yeah, Yeah. not just your minds. Uh, So in that context, I think there's always that risk. It's interesting what they're doing, but they've got so much cash and you're just punting that management does something. Yes, you are. And Mm. so, I mean, where the share (laughs) price is, I think your downside risk is relatively limited with the cash that you have. Uh, And that's right. You can never depend on a a miner to hold on to their cash. But you're basically punting that they find something and it pops. So if you're in that high risk speculative side, sure, it looks like a decent risk return plan. But if you're looking at a long-term investment, I think there's a lot of interesting things turning up right now. Mm, This is probably not the place for me, but you know. So if you're in it, you hold it. Yeah, I think you've got a high risk appetite if you're in it. So Mm, yeah, it's worth the pun.
1: Ben wants a view on Duratech. Uh, ben says, I bought it 80 cents, it had a good run, but could still be undervalued given forecast earnings growth. It's, uh, I um, didn't know much about this one. Yeah, yeah so it's In the defence area and building also almost a supplier facility service. Yeah, I, I have to say, it's a great stock.
0: I've never yeah. heard of it before and great for the uh, viewer to bring it to us because i picked up a new idea. Yeah. Um, it's, look, it's... That's a uh, terrific one-year
1: like, chart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and
0: it's not going pop on one month and then doing nothing. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's been a grind up. Um, look, it's 250 million. Interesting market cap because it's when you get to about the 250, 300, you're in the index play. Right. Right? And then that's when the fund managers come in and all of that. So it's in that size category that makes it interesting. They haven't issued a billion shares it's almost like you know 244 million shares so it's actually okay Um, and the multiples look okay and you know they're executing gradually no brokers covering it you know it's just like okay so yeah yeah, so it got me there's a lot of tick the boxes so i am interested i i think the multiple looks um you know you historical terms you're in the high you know around the 17 18 so not cheap But this market, hell, that's cheap compared to the rest of the market. In that context, it's actually not too bad. Um, It's small cap, but it's not a micro cap. But this is an interesting one because it's that small cap services play that's outperforming. We've had a number of winners in that space. And this one kind of ticks that box. Hmm. I'm a fan. Um, I mean, it's had a run. I'm always skeptical to go into a stock that's had a run. So uh, if you're there, don't sell it. Um, If you're not there, uh, this is one I would... You know i would buy over the next couple of months into the result i want to see how it reports but it's it it's great? a good stock i like right. it it's
1: great
2: yeah I've, i haven't looked at this before either and so this is duratech is a um is an asset maintenance business right so it, it maintains um, big um, capital investments um half of its revenue comes from the defense industry and it does a little bit of mining, a little bit of power, a little bit of oil and gas.
1: So it's like mining um, services, but has does the same thing in defence.
2: Yes. Mm. Mining services, it's, it's really asset maintenance. So yes, right. mining services okay. in a way, but yeah. um, mining yeah. services Industrial implies services. a degree yeah. of cyclicality that I'm not sure this business exhibits. I think it's free from a lot of that cyclicality. There's a few odd things about it, I've got to say. First of all, um, it's low margin as you would expect. Mm -hmm. Um, This is effectively a contracting business. There's not very much assets on the books, which explains very high return on equity. Don't get excited by that. That's an accounting quirk because its assets are its people and the people obviously aren't on the balance sheet. So it's a high, it's a people, low capital business. 15% 15% EBITDA margins is about what you'd expect from a business like this, I think. Um, what's astonishing is really the, um, uh, the, the cash cycle is unusually attractive. Usually in a business like this, where you're working on um, large maintenance projects that can run multi-years, you end up with um, your profits exceeding your cash flow. And this is actually the reverse of that. It's got really strong cash flow, which is atypical of a business in this sort of industry. Um, And the revenue growth is astonishing. Like, I don't know where these guys came from, but Mm. they had a two x revenue over the last few years and they are winning contracts left, right and center. Um, So they must be doing something right. A large explanation for that is that 40% of the stock is owned by the founders. Um, and it's a really solid um, um, uh, balance sheet. Again, typically you see, yeah. you see balance sheets blown out um, in this sector and that's not the case here. I, right. I think the fact that the founders own so much explains the very strong um, revenue growth and the really strong economics around it. I was really impressed. Um, just by comparison though, this is a, a, a $250 million business that does probably do five hundred billion million in revenue this year. Um, Service Stream, which is a similarly um, similar business to this, um, that does two billion in revenue, earns twice the gross margin, but it makes losses. Um, mm. You know, it doesn't pay dividends. Is has a whole lot of debt problems. It just shows you the value of really strong management. Yep. In in some areas, it's more important than others in this industry is absolutely vital. Okay. I would love to have um, a chat to management and I'd ask them, how the hell are you doing this? Because I think the returns okay. appear outsized. My concern would be that there are, that this should be a lumpy kind of business that depends yeah. on, on how much contracts you're winning. And, and my concern would be that you're entering a period where you're just winning a lot of contracts and completing a lot of work, that could finish and fall away. But this looks like a really durable business. I'm impressed. I'll go... I even think Nibble. I don't think the valuation right, yeah, looks okay. Right. But but when right. you find a great management team that is executing and doing something better than its peers, yep. it's powerful. Um, okay. I would say Nibble... This one was
0: yeah. a standout
2: from... the I agree. I really surprised me. Yeah. I also, okay. I, wow, yeah. But
0: I also okay. ticked the boxes yeah. similar to the ones that have been outperforming for us. I went, yeah. oh, wow. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So and we might get and, the yeah. Duratech... That would be great. Management. yeah, Director on and play... <laughs> your bit to him yeah. and go right. How do you do? How do you do, well, <laughs> do, you do yeah. all you do this? Do yeah.
0: And we'll do that in the next couple of days. And Then we yeah. can tell Service Stream to buy them out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, tell
0: Service Stream to stay away. <laughs> I actually like Service Stream. Um, right,
1: um, next stock, uh, Brett mm. wants a view made on DGL. Uh, so we're back mm. in chemicals. Yeah. Here, okay. Um, so, like, how does it stack up against mm. Pivot?
0: Yeah, this is this is an interesting one because. Mm. This has had multiple downgrades. Mm. It has struggled. Brokers have upgraded. Oh, really? And yeah, oh, recently. And yet it, like it. Yeah. Yeah, yet it has gone down. There's stocks yeah. come out of voluntary escrow. Um, um, it's that, oh, that chemical for the fuel. Um, AdBlue. Yes, that's yes. the one. Oh, yeah. for, so, the, uh, for the yeah. trucks so and there was so the the yeah, a are. big yeah, play yeah. on that as yes. well. Yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. lot of stories yeah. attached to it. Mm. And I have to say, I was looking, oh, this is going to bounce. No. And it just didn't happen. <laughs> all, these, all these things can happen, but it just didn't happen. Right. So I'm confused and I think the brokers are confused. Management seems to be... You know, a number of people I think are pretty good judges seem to like management, but it's just not happening. Okay. Mm. And so I'm... I, I, I don't know. So I'm staying at it because yeah, I don't deployed. know. I can't yeah. work put my finger on it. But I'm keeping an eye on it and I have been for a while. And this is mm-hmm. one in a sector where I think a lot of them are doing okay. This one hasn't,
1: okay. and I'm keeping an eye on it. Why? Yeah, is there it... is a better chemical business than Intertek Pivot.
2: Oh yeah, um, <laughs> Crayola is a better chemical business than Intertek Pivot. Um, but look, this is not just um, this is a this is interesting because they manufacture chemicals, yeah. um, they distribute them, and then they get rid of them at the end of the cycle as well. So there's three distinct components of this business, and it's quite unique. To see that you generally see manufacturing businesses and that's all they do and you generally see distribution businesses one's actually coming to the asx um, redox will be interesting to have a look at that um and then the getting rid of chemicals is just a, a really difficult thing to do it's it's plagued in regulation and licenses and um and that's probably the value of this business that you've got all your regulation licenses for the manufacture the movement and storage and the destruction of chemicals all Together in one in one piece, and there's probably some strategic value in that. So you can see from their inventory levels that they are um, they act like a manufacturer in that they have all these plants and they pump out chemicals. They act like a distributor in that they ha- house their customers' working capital needs and collect a fee for doing so. Um, and I'm not that familiar with the um, environmental side where they destroy the chemicals, but they earn a little bit of money from yeah, doing okay. that. But most of the money comes from the actual manufacture of chemicals. The tricky thing is that it's all done from acquisitions. This is a $300 million business that spent $100 million over the last few years buying other businesses. There's no free cash flow. There's large net profits, but no, the the, the cash flow isn't coming in at the same time, which which is a big worry for me. I mean, 50% of the business is owned by a founder, so you're probably not as concerned about that, but you really wanna get to the bottom of the Mm. accounting. And when you get um, a discrepancy in cash flow, Lots of acquisitions. It just means there's a lot of discretion to do stuff in the accounts to be aggressive with the accounting Like I'm not saying that's what they're doing But that's what you want to be checking and I'd say fund managers who are looking at this and right. aren't buying it Are probably looking in that area in the right. cash flow so and you're acquisition. Oh, I so well. go just to hold it It's right. very very cheap. Three
0: brokers cover it, right? Okay, and they're all around the same target price Yeah above two bucks. Yeah, and you go there's something yeah. I, mm. Something's missing. I, I don't know what it is. Something's missing. The CEO's and been
2: buying shares, incidentally. Sorry? The CEO has oh, been buying yeah. shares, um, so that's, I, that's just, interesting
0: Yeah, well. I, right. I don't know, it's one. Right. We've got
2: to whip through these uh, oh, yeah. final two. Oh, no,
1: uh, okay. score, yeah. uh, graphite business.
2: All right, I'll be quick here. Um, this is interesting uh a, again a wonderful looking deposit in south australia this time yep. what i like about this deposit it's really shallow to the ground it's not huge for the moment it's relatively big but i think it could get bigger because they're now really focused on production and extraction um, it should be really cheap to actually do the mining here oh, okay. but the value add here is that they're working on getting a a, a processing um, plant um ne- next to the mine in sa and getting that done and that will provide um, what, what they call these little spheres, these um, these processed, purified spheres, which then can be manufactured into an anode, which I think happens in Korea or something. So it's right. they're actually capturing the value add margin. Mm-hmm. Okay. They've gotten funding from the Australian government. Five hundred billion market cap is very expensive when you look at it at a on a resource basis compared to SERA si- Resources, which is multiples the size but a similar market cap. But I'd be more comfortable in Renaissance simply because it's in Australia. Okay. Um, There's a bit of funding from the government, and they've already got some um, notional offtakes which aren't binding, but shows a lot of interest. So if you wanted to do this whole graphite thing, um, I'd probably be more interested in here, but I wouldn't be doing the graphite thing myself. You're not doing the graphite, so uh, put you down as a whole. Yeah. them.
1: Oh, look, it's got a
0: lot of cash. I mean, it's... It's it's in the build phase, so it it, needs needs to use a lot of cash. It's it's in a good place. Uh, Yeah, for me, graphite is not the play at the moment, but if you want to be there, I think it's okay. I think your risk okay. return is not too bad. So right.
1: I, I'd be a hold there. Hold yeah. All right, final stock, uh, mate, and uh, Tyler wants a view on V-Moto, the, um, uh, the scooter, um, uh, electric scooter business that manufactures in China, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, look, I think, I've been mean, looking at this for nearly a decade. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And yeah. logically, I, yeah. I looked at it and said, this should do well. Hmm. And it hasn't um, it always I mean they've got they've got a sh- I think they've got a shop front in Sri Lanka and they're right. selling in there. So it's a tough one. It hasn't executed. I'm not jumping in. This is not something that you want to be jumping into. But at the moment, it's a really fancy story, but it
2: hasn't right. delivered. Okay. All right. So I, I actually think it is, has, it has you're delivered. Being, you're
1: being yelled yeah. yeah. out through the glass. Yeah, so we've got yeah. yeah. to right we wrap it up. up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, yeah. margins have 10x over the last four years and revenue is leading to scale. I think this is super interesting. The problem is the, it's a huge amount of Chinese ownership, which means you've know. got to forensically go through the accounts. There's a few canny things about it that I don't like, but, but I think a phone call would It's for the a story
0: that's about. been running for so long, and no, but things
2: like, have changed. Yeah. We don't have time to go through it. I'm going yeah. to go with spec buy. I actually oh, think it's oh, super interesting. Jesus, um, yeah, and um, <laughs> 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 <Yeah, yeah.
1: laughs> <laughs> wow, like, I did not We all got to put no, a buy on. Okay. I
2: liked it. I thought it was really interesting. We should do it again one day. Okay,
1: yeah. All right. So we've got to get Girotex management on and Vmoto for an update. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. recap the final five stocks. Uh, Kings Rose, a hold from both uh a nibble, uh, from both DGL, uh, a hold from Gore, a no from Maiton. Renner a hold from both Vimoto, a no from Mathen, and a spec by Gore that's thrown that in as a zinger, <laughs> as a zinger right yeah. at yeah. the end <laughs> just to catch uh, it out basically to say. Don't you predict what I'm oh, saying. <laughs> all right, that's all we have time for uh, today. Grove mm. Sodi from Intelligent vessel always great to have you. Thank Nathan you. And from Deep Data, always great yeah, as yeah. well. Uh, more of Ozbiz after this and the call same time tomorrow. See you then.